Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org The voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we have something very, very special, which is a chat with two of my favourite people that I've ever had on the show, uh, Robert and Michael Mastro. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Good. Over in San Diego. So as it turns out, we are they are remodeling and I am renovating, which is really the same thing uh, in just two different words for the same thing. And I wanted to get Michael and Robin on today because as I as we redo our house, which everybody who's been listening to me for the past 12 months knows that we've been renovating all this time, we are down to the colours. And the reason why I thought initially I wanted to speak to these guys about this was because I have a specific question, but then I also thought it's so interesting for everybody just to understand about the different colours uh, and the way they work in Vastu. And so for anyone who doesn't know, I think the easiest way to describe Vastu is like Indian feng shui, um, except it's older. It's the mother of feng shui, but it's the Indian style. And I still don't know that much about it. I've been learning a bit about it for a couple of years now with these guys and their books, like The Way of Vastu is, is one of your books. And, and also Robin's got a beautiful book about altars, which takes Vastu into account. Um, but basically it's about connecting with the energies of the earth, isn't it? And actually about connecting with the energies of the sun as well, a lot to do with the passage yeah. of the sun and so on, yeah. So. Um, I mean, we've got other videos that I can link to that we've done. One of the best ones was when Michael uh, told me all about how to make sure your toilet doesn't drain your bank account. So I'll definitely put a link to that one. Um, but, but overall, should we just say maybe talk a little bit about colours to start with in a general sense before we get into it? I just, there's one other thing I want to say. One thing about Vastu, this is what I want to say, one thing about Vastu that I love, and it's sort of why it's kind of superseded feng shui for me, even though I, I used to write a column about feng shui for many years in Australia, and so I know a fair bit about it. What I love about Vastu um, is that it's associated, it has associations with the planets and also with uh, the gods and, and goddesses, uh, which is just magical. So it then becomes a way of bringing the gods and goddesses and the planets into your house. Uh, when Michael did a um, house feng shui consultation with me which I'm going to have to do another one now because we've you know built and everything but uh, as I went around for one thing in Vastu you get these little stickers which are stickers of what are called yantras which are basically um, mantras made visible made you know into 3D or 2D um, which we then I stuck all over the house which was brilliant but also Michael did chanting so anyone who with me who knows I love chanting and you guys all love chanting so you, there were all these charts that went in all the different parts of the house as well which is brilliant but today we're going to talk about colours so should we just have an overview of the situation of colours in Vastu and you know um, and then we can talk about, you know, my particular query, which is partly like the house where I can see you right now. My house, my house is going to be lots of neutrals. And I'm thinking, is that okay? So, yeah. So let's tell us about colors in Vastu, guys. Sure. Um, so everything is energy. 
your house is, is made up of earth, water, fire, air, and space. Uh, that, that energy is permeating everything. And what we do in Vastu is we try to align our physical body and our home, our office, to the forces of nature that are connected with the different directions. And so <clears throat> feng shui is mostly based on black hat, and it's how you enter your space, your your uh, house, that everything kind of comes from that, your money corner, your relationship corner, et cetera. But Vastu is based solely on the directions, and each direction is associated with a specific planet, and each planet has a certain color that's associated with it. And again, we're talking about energy and vibrations. Colors are just full spectrum of different energies, different frequencies, and they they affect us differently. Different colors affect us differently. And so if we talk about the colors and the directions and the planets, North is associated with the energy of Mercury. And the color that is associated with Mercury is green. And I'm so, just going to look at my thing here. I've got my house that you did for me. North is green. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yes. And when we talk about colors in the house, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to paint oh, in that direction, that wall green. It just can be some accessory in your house. It, it could be a plant that's green. It could be a painting that has some green in it. It could be a pillow or a drape, some accent color that is in that specific part of the house that supports the energy of Mercury. So the energy of Mercury is all about prosperity and communication and many, many other things uh, that maybe take uh, quite a long time to get into. But for people who know astrology, there's many things associated with Mercury business and communication and, um, and, and prosperity. So moving on to the northeast area of your house, that is associated with the planet Jupiter. Jupiter has to do with yellow and the vibration of yellow. And that has to do with spiritual growth in your life and also material growth, spiritual and material growth. So you can also associate it with finances as well. But again, some uh, accent color of, of yellow will support Jupiter in that area. Now, just to digress a bit, for people who understand their astrology chart, which I'm sure a lot of your viewers do, Maybe these planets that I'm mentioning, some of them may be challenging for you. And so when we add a color or that vibration in that particular area, it will strengthen that planetary energy in your chart. So if you have a planet that I mentioned that may be challenging your chart, you may not want to add that particular color in that direction. Ah, So if you, for example, have Mercury square Saturn in your chart, you might not want to build up your Mercury. It, yes. Or, or if it, Mercury is, uh, so put it another way, let's say Mercury is uh, ruling the sixth, the eighth or the twelfth house. And then it becomes, it almost becomes like a malefic in your chart. It can cause some challenges if it is conjunct or aspecting another planet or house within five degrees. That's very technical. <laughs> but but anyway, that's the very... And is, that, is it just the 6th, the 8th, and the 12th of Mercury? And for Venus, it might be the 4th, the 7th, and the 9th, or is it always just the 6th, the 8th, and the 12th? So those are the what we call in Vedic astrology the Dustana houses, the challenging right. houses. So any planet that's a multicone sign, that's another subject, but that, <laughs> that rules that particular house can be challenging if it's within five degrees of 
through aspect or conjunction of another house, another planet, or um, if it's close to your rising sign degree as well, it can affect the houses that it aspects, which is Mercury aspects its own house and seven houses away. So very technical. I'm going to keep going on the colors. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that's Jupiter. And then we, if we move to the east, the eastern area of your house, that's associated with the planet sun. And so any gold or orange colors will support uh, the planet sun. And so, you know, again, it doesn't have to be painting walls or anything like that. It could be a painting that has some gold or, or it could be a lamp or anything with gold or orange in it. Moving on, uh, the southeast area of the house is associated with the planet Venus. And the color that supports Venus is a light rose color. And when I'm talking about these colors, it's more light, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be something very dark. It could be even a, a, a subtle pastel of that particular color. So a light rose color could be some flowers that, that, that have the pink in it or something like that. Uh, then in the south direction, that's associated with the planet Mars and the color associated is red. And it doesn't have to be dark red or it could be a lighter red. And it, we, uh, in Vastu, we try not to use a lot of red. So it could be just you know, a pot that has red in it or something like that, or a painting as well. And then uh, in the Southwest, that's associated with um, Rahu, which is a planetary node of the moon. And that the colors associated with the Southwest are earth tones, any kind of earth tones, uh, browns, beiges, taupes, things like that. Um, and then in the West, uh, the the planets associated with the West area of your house is um, Saturn. And Saturn is, uh, the color is light blues. And then in the Northwest, it's also light blue, and that's the moon. So those are all the different directions and how we can support those planets in each area of the house. And if you refer back to your astrological chart, let's say Saturn rules your career house by strengthening that Saturn, by having some blue in that that western part of the house, you'd be strengthening not only Saturn, but your career as well. And then you can look at the planets that support relationships, et cetera, and be strengthening that with the different colors. All right. So... Not to confuse people, just really briefly. Yes. Tell me about the unless thing about if your Saturn's afflicted, for example. How does it work? So if it if it rules the sixth, eighth, or twelfth, and it's conjunct a malefic, was it or? So um, it let's say uh, um, Venus rules the sixth house. Sixth house has to do with your health, and it could be challenges around health and delays and setbacks in your in your chart. And uh, it could be fairly benign, not causing any trouble in your birth chart. But from time to time in the transit chart, when it comes in close contact with another planet, it can cause some challenges. So you may not want to strengthen uh, Venus with some rose colors in the southeast. That's all. Because it rules your sixth house. Yes, yes, which can cause. So basically, you need to work out, and I've actually got a chart for this for people who want to do it. You need to work out which planets rule your sixth, eighth, and twelfth houses. Yes. And just. Be a little bit circumspect with them. Yes. Yes. All the time or only if that ruling planet is conjunct and malefic? Well, it happens from time to time. So you'd have to keep looking at your chart to see what kind of transits are going on. We call, we call functional malefic planets benign if they're not causing any trouble in your birth chart. But then in the transit chart, you never know, you know, 
when it's going to be transiting and coming oh. into contact with another planet, causing some yes. issues. And so, and to everybody else, it's all right, we can just speak with colors, but there will be people who understand what we're talking about here. I'm sure. curious, with you guys, yes. because obviously, you, unless you have the same rising sign, you're going to have different planets ruling your 6th, 8th, and 12th. So how do you do that? How do you get around that with a couple? Because then you have just neutrals. Is that why neutral houses are so nice? Yeah. yeah, so, so uh, for example, in Robin's chart, Mercury is, is a functional malefic. So we, we avoid uh, greens, and, and Mercury for me is very good. So just we try to avoid uh, green in the north, uh, that's all. And we take that into account in a couple. Now, if you're taking it into account, a whole family it gets really tricky. So oh, yeah, exactly. I think, I think these, yeah, we should probably just stick to the colors and the directions and not make it too complicated for people. But you've let the cat out of the bag now. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask one more question. Am I allowed to know why Robin's Mercury is a functional malefic? So in a, in a Libra's chart, uh, um, Mercury is uh, ruling the 12th house. Always. Oh, in a Libra. Okay. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, because then it's, it's Virgo. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So the planet, and so just by it, virtue of the 12th house, it becomes a functional malefic. Yes, Right. So, oh, interesting. God, that's so fascinating. Okay. So, which brings me to my next question. So, and again, looking at that house where you are right now, it looks beautiful. It's all beautiful kind of neutrals and all that. And that's one thing I'm really thinking about um, doing in our house is just neutrals. Does that kind of like, is that like the secure all because it's not too in your face and you're not going to make any mistakes? I mean, is that why we all like neutrals so much because they're kind of not, making a statement on your chart or what is it well for me personally i think that when you create a palette where you can use your surroundings the walls the floors the furniture as a backdrop you can always change out pillows and comforter covers and yes. and accent pieces so that it feels all the time it feels very spacious and welcoming I mean, you want people to feel relaxed in your environment. I mean, I had, uh, as we're talking, we're painting our house. So it's... Yes, and what are you doing? Very neutral. Very, very neutral. Creams and mushrooms. Creams and and mushrooms. Very, very, very um, serene. That's the feeling I want when I walk into my space. Now, I have a girlfriend who is, who is also painting her walls at the same time. And she's a very fiery redhead. And of course, she wanted a orange accent wall. And the response between us, uh, we exercised together in a group and everybody was like, why would you do that? Are you thinking that you're going to stay there for a really long time? And she said, no, I'm, I'm thinking in the next couple of years, I'm going to sell. And I said, you really need to consider what people are going to feel when they walk into your space. Yeah. Looking at it in terms of, is this a suitable palette for my stuff? Yeah, you don't want to offend people, and that energy of a very deep orange or russet is a—it's a little strong, and people will have an immediate reaction, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got a friend who's uh, a Leo, and she's uh, she's very strangely artistic. She's actually both. She's quite a serious corporate job, but she's very big into meditation, and she's very artistic. And she goes to Burning Man and wears all the most amazing clothes and all that. But she's always been amazing with colour mm-hmm. in all her flats and houses that I've ever known. And I sort of think, I wonder how that works because, I mean, it just looks beautiful. I just like, God, Jane, how do you do it? She actually lives in Encinitas, not that far from you. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, how does that work? Because is it maybe the, she chooses the right color for her chart intuitively or something? And so when I go in there, I can feel it resonates with her. I don't know. Like you know, some people are great with color. I'm just I just want everything to be black and white and cream. <laughs> yeah, I think what it's interesting when I do um, Vastu for certain houses, and I think I, I see that people have intuitively put in a fountain in the Northeast, which is, or, or you know, are, are choosing the right colors in each direction. You know, they're doing the right thing. So, yeah, you told us we're going to put a fountain, we're going to put a water feature in the, in the Northeast because I think I noticed that on my report the other day. Yes. Yes. So uh, some people are very in tune with nature. And so naturally, intuitively, they will be placing the colors and and things that are supportive uh, uh, in aligning their physical body and their building with the forces of nature. So, yes, some people are just really tuned into that. And then they make very good decorators that can help. Yeah, right. Yeah. So but in your house that you're doing now, Mm -hmm. you're going to go for a neutral palette. Yes. And then where it doesn't clash with a functional malefic, you'll yes. put a bit of colour. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so another question I had, which was one of the things that I really thought I can't work this out, was, it, well, first of all, let me preface it. For one thing, I've seen you can go online and type in Vastu colours. And in the southwest, sometimes it comes up as earth tones and sometimes it comes up as blues and greens. Have you seen that? Yeah, so there are a lot of people out there when you Google uh, giving out information that's, con- that's bringing together feng shui and vastu. And so you'll uh-huh. come up with some uh, different types of ideas. But in the pure vastu sense, uh, the, the southwest is earth. It's the el- element of earth. Southwest is earth. Northwest is the air element. Northeast is the water element. And southeast is the fire element. And the center is your space element. So Southwest is always going to be in pure Vastu uh, connected to earth tones. Okay, that's good to know because the one thing I haven't decided, so I'm going to ask a hypothetical question which actually no longer applies because now that I've spoken to you, I've decided what's to do because we've got this, we put this new toilet in under our stairs. It's a bathroom. It's it's literally just a toilet. It's a Japanese toilet which washes your butt and dries your butt, which is very funny because we thought that would be funny for our guests. Sure. And then when I I kept seeing blue in the southwest and I was thinking, oh, funnily enough, it didn't feel right. And I was thinking, this is the hypothetical. I was thinking because it's the guest WC, the guest bathroom, guest restroom, it's just got the toilet and a sink. Um, I was thinking because I I thought it was supposed to be blues and greens, I was thinking imagine just painting it a really broad like bold turquoise even if the rest of the house is um neutral and this is before i knew about the functional malefic issue but i was thinking would it be bad vastu just to have one tiny room because i thought i could just have that this is like this crazy room i'm not going to do that now don't worry but (laughs) would it be bad to just have all neutrals and then one color where there's this like just say if i if i went in the in the north sector and like that was all green but everything else was neutral. Does that make it imbalanced? No, I don't think so at all. I think okay. it really depends. You know, at a certain point, you you have to allow for your taste, right? You have to right. kind of feel like, okay, so I want an accent wall. And in that accent wall, I decide that I'm going to, like what I'm doing, at least what I'm thinking I'm going to do for my powder room, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, powder room, that's a nice word for it. Thank you that I have a an, one wall that is a grass cloth because I want something, you know, kind of 
like in, inspiring and beautiful in that bathroom. And organic and textured. And it's so small that it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg to do yes. wallpaper. Yeah. And so yesterday I went and looked at, at wallpaper and I saw some colors that I just resonated with. You, you have to let yourself have a little bit of fun. And where is it in your house? Southwest. It's in so the grass cloth is earth. Oh, well, that's perfect. Yeah. You have permission. <laughs> yes. And so what I initially wanted to do in there is I wanted to uh, actually go with sort of this cream wallpaper with these very broad sort of calligraphy like black strokes, which I've seen online. Sure. Right. So they're not earthy, but they're like if a Japanese artist came in and drew, drew squiggles on the wall because I like the idea of it being a bit crazy. Is that yeah. okay with earth if it's sort of creams and blacks and whites? Sure. And- sure. It's an artistic uh, accent. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fine. But otherwise, you would recommend browns or just something organic or? Yeah. I mean, if you did it in browns, it could be even better. Where is it in your it house? It could be dark, dark is browns. Is it in the center? It's or- the southwest. Oh, it's in the southwest. Yeah. So as opposed to doing it in black, you could make it dark brown and probably have the same effect that you were looking for. Right. So really, when you say earth, you mean browns or browns and greens or? More browns. Browns. Cool. Okay. Think of the earth. Right. Right. Okay. So let's just, we've got about five more minutes. Okay. Let's just now talk about if somebody is listening to this, I mean, just say they go, you know what, that's all great. I'm going to do my house in these colors or I'm going to have little feature parts, little features there and so on. And they don't know their chart. So they don't know about their six, eight and 12th house rulers. Um, How much damage are they going to do? Like, is it? Yeah, this is not a, there, there's no damage that you can do. It's just trying to be in harmony with nature. And so the more we're in harmony with nature in terms of colors, in terms of placement of items within our home, um, the more of that uplifting feeling when we okay. go into the home and other people feel that. You say you go into that home in Encinitas and you feel very uplifted. The colors are very pleasing. Yes. Yes. So you're probably not, you're not doing any damage. It's just if you can follow the colors uh, and, and how they are uh, associated with the planets, uh, it can be quite pleasing and uplifting. Because the other thing I'm also thinking is that in uh, Vedic astrology, which is what you do, Michael, whereas yeah. I do Western astrology, I'm, I will have a different rising sign. Yeah, that's, that's right. So, and you, you, you have to follow. That gets really follow. confusing. Follow what you know. <laughs> but you also know your you also know your Vedic chart, don't you? And and so you kind of no. see you don't. Well, no. I know both, and I, what I see is that I'm kind of like on the border. So I I kind of feel a little bit of each, even though yeah. it's it's kind of surprising. But I I think that it's some people it's are very, the same. It's, it's it's good to know, but it's not. Yeah. It doesn't really change that much for me. But it will change my six states and twelve house rulers. Yeah. Yeah. 23 and a half degrees difference. So it, some yeah. people are the same in Western and, and Vedic. It just depends, you know, what your, uh, the rising sign degree is. Yeah. So I, for one thing, I'd have to look at my Vedic rising sign and then work out the six, eights and 12 house rulers on that. Yeah. Plus I have to take in husband and son. So I just don't know what to do here. I think just neutrals. Yeah. Neutrals is, neutrals the way is go. good. And if you feel very compelled to do something, Yes. Come on. I mean, follow no. your intuition. Follow your heart. Okay. Just don't right, play so, the orange wall. <laughs> what's that? 
just don't paint the orange wall if you're thinking of resale. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or, or you can always paint over. You can paint over it. Yeah. All right. So let's tell everybody how they can find you and and what what you do and and so on. Because I'm sure some people would love to have their chart done by you. I'm actually thinking maybe I should get that. But then but then I think oh, I've got to get husband and son as well. Oh my god, this is all just like ah, I'm just going neutrals. But what do you what can you do, guys? Because you are you guys are magical. Tell tell us what all the stuff. We we have uh, we do products, Vastu products, services um, like Vastu consultations for your home and astrological readings. Michael does a, a variety of readings, um, everything from relocation to naming a baby because there's different sounds and and uh, one year, three year, and lifetime readings. There's all kinds of things. The compatibility for relationships, personal relationships, and business. And we also have an institute where we train and certify practitioners and uh, we train them in astrology and Vastu. And I'm working on a course on altars that'll lead to certification as well. So and if, if somebody wanted to do your Vastu course, would they have to learn uh, Vedic astrology first? No, not really. No, no, it, that that's not a, a requirement at all, for sure. Okay. And in all the readings, we be, will be mentioning the colors. So you'll get that as a part of your reading. That color is yeah. supportive for you. Yeah. And I think also what was great when we did, uh, when I had the consultation with you as well, was all the yantras that we then stick up to sort of fix anything that's a bit off anyway. Right. 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 And the yantras will will move any stuck energy that's creating stress around your finances, your career, your relationships, or your health. Okay. And so if people want to find you, it's vastucreations.com. Yes. Yes. And Instagram is it Vastu Creations? Yes. Okay. All right. Facebook, we're on. And we have a lot of YouTube videos on Vastu as well. Um, okay. And the Vastu Creations YouTube channel. Right. I mean, it's a fascinating subject. Um, I just, as I always say to you when I'm talking to you, I feel like I could talk to you forever about this stuff. Um, and also, Robin's work with altars is amazing, and I'm so pleased you're doing the certification course because that is going to be absolutely fantastic. And it's basically learning how to do altars in the different parts of your house, right? Um, but it's also bringing in uh, the gods and goddesses and manifestation, and how we become a conduit for that energy that creates change in our lives and other people's lives. It's really learning how to fine tune that. And uh, so it's, a, it's more than just what Altars of Power and Grace offers in the book. It, it's it going to be really, amazing. Yeah. And it's not based on time, date, and place of birth, is it? Uh, no. Because <laughs> that's where it gets really complicated between Eastern and Western. Yes. But this is, that, that's just straight Altars. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, I'm going to link to lots of things for you in the description. And uh, I really feel like I actually have a much better idea of what to do with my... Uh, Vastu little issue that I've had going so that's good. I'm just going to say thank you very much and uh, we'll see you again before too long hopefully. Yes. Thanks for joining us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org the voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody. 
Lovely. So did you enjoy that? That was uh, the amazing Robin and Michael Mastro, who live in San Diego, who I really, really, really want to meet one day, uh, talking about colours. And if you're just tuning in, you can always uh, listen to the replay on unityonlineradio.org or you can go to my Facebook page, Facebook forward slash Yasmin Boland Moonology, and you'll get the whole interview there. They were talking about the colours you should and shouldn't use in your house, although rather amusingly we kind of all agreed in the very end that uh, probably the best thing to do was just go neutral because, uh, you know, then there's no no danger of, you know, putting the wrong colour here or the wrong colour there or anything like that. So... Um, so this is like one of my very, very last uh, episodes of this show. I don't know if you're aware that um, Unity Online Radio is sadly going to close its doors, uh, which is really, really sad, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, we are looking at trying to continue the podcast feed. So those of you who are already subscribed to the podcast, great. If you don't, if you go to the Unity Online Radio page um, and you find Yasmin Boland, then you'll find the link to subscribe to the podcast. And the lovely Diane Ray there is hopefully going to help us do this uh, so that if you're getting the podcast, you will still get it. It just won't be coming out of Unity. It'll be coming from me. And it probably won't be every Monday at 4 p.m. UK time for one hour. It'll probably be when I feel like it, when I'm feeling inspired and all that sort of thing, okay? So now let's have a look at the uh, astrology that is going on right now. I just thought it would be a nice moment to have a look at the astrology for right now. So right now what we've got is we've got um, the moon in Aries, which is why all our Aries friends are going to be having their birthdays quite soon. Uh, we also have uh, Chiron, the wounded healer in Aries. So if you know your chart, wherever you have Aries, uh, that is where uh, you are getting, excuse me, a chance for healing. And I, I've been doing my Written in the Stars workshops now for about, I think, two years. If you do your, if you do my Written in the Stars workshop, you will know where you have Aries because I make it very plain and clear for you. If you haven't ever done it, uh, it's only once a year per rising sign coming up next month. Um, it's always one day after the new moon. We've got uh, moon child rising or people who've got cancer rising, cancerian rising, uh, and then Leo rising, then Virgo rising, then Libra rising and Scorpio rising in all the usual order. Uh, but if you don't know, it doesn't matter. Just be aware that it's not too hard to find out if you decide you want to. Actually, you can also find out if you um, – if you grab my, uh, if you grab a free chart from moonmessages.com forward slash free chart. Um, so, yes, yeah, so um, Mercury is also in the sign of Aries. And this is kind of interesting as well, because before too long, I happen to know that um, Mercury is going to be going retrograde soon. And I'm especially aware of it because my Mercury retrograde book is going to be republished as a paperback, which is really funny because it's the only one of my books so far that will have been republished. And, of course, you know, redoing anything is very Mercury retrograde. 
Um, so it's funny that the Mercury Retrograde book is being republished, but this time as a paperback. I don't actually have a copy right here. I've got a copy downstairs. I might try and hop on afterwards and do a little um, a little live to show you the book because it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, so Mercury will be going uh, retrograde quite soon, uh, but it's not yet. Plus we have um, Venus, which has just basically escaped the clutches of Saturn so that's quite good if you've had a bit of a problem in your love life hopefully it's going to be getting feeling better and uh, also the moon is at 24 degrees of Taurus and uh, making a harmonious aspect to the planet Pluto so that's pretty cool um, 24 degrees of Taurus is of course uh, the degree of the uh, very magical much maligned star Algol which actually represents the power of the woman, the divine feminine. And uh, so, yeah, it's a very, very good time right now to um, get in touch with the goddess, if that's something you would like to do. And then now let's have a look at what is going on right now. Uh, sorry, right now. When I say right now, I mean right now by transit. What's coming up? So one thing we've got is tomorrow we have Mars conjunct Saturn at about um, 2 o'clock in the morning UK time. So basically if you're in the UK or uh, on the east or west coast of the States, basically you're already going to be feeling it now. It's very interesting because I just had a meeting with the absolute head honcho, the Grand Fromage, the big cheese uh, of Hay House Retracy, which was amazing. I've never had the opportunity to do that before. And uh, here we are with Saturn, Mars conjunct Saturn. Now, Mars is the planet of determination and drive and Saturn is the planet of the boss. So it's kind of interesting and probably quite auspicious that I had this meeting with Reed today. Uh, it was amazing to talk to him. He's got so many amazing ideas. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, on the one hand, it's really good for being proactive in your career. On the other hand, if you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall, stop, or as they say, buy a helmet. Um, and then also tomorrow we've actually got uh, Venus moving into the sign of Pisces, which is lovely because um, Venus is the planet of love and abundance and Pisces is the sign of wonder and the sign of everything numinous and cosmic and mystical. So when Venus moves into Pisces like that, it's actually rather pleasant. It means that basically um, it just means that uh, romance can be a little bit more romantic. So I'm going to tell you more about all that in a minute, but let's take a call. Um, let's go to line one, Storm. Are you there, Storm? Yes, I am. How are you? I am wonderful. I just finished your monology challenge and I loved it. I'm doing it again. Oh, great. I'm so happy. Tell your friends. Um, Absolutely well. That's great. So are you in Manhattan now, um, Storm? No, I'm in Ohio now. Right. So you moved from Manhattan to Ohio. Yes. Good move? 
Um, very good move. It was definitely for a relationship, but I'm still in that relationship, and it's been 10 years. So, yeah, it was a good move. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So tell everybody who's listening about the Moonology Manifestation Challenge because they might not know about it. It's something we now run every month. At the moment, it just costs a dollar to join, but we probably will put that up once we make sure we've ironed out all the little kinks. So, you know, grab it again for another for a dollar, Storm. Or are you in the sun, moon and stars? Oh. You get it for free. Yes, I'm in the sun, moons and stars group. And I joined the manifestation again for another month. Um, I really yeah, well, felt you can so do it for free inspired. forever because you're in the sun, moon, and stars. So yeah. tell people about it who don't know about it. So it's this really thing that opens you up and inspires you to crave what you need. And it gives you the steps to get what you need, to manifest what you want to manifest. It, you take it step by step by step, and that is awesome. Yes, that's a very good summary. Yeah, and that is actually one of the key points to the manifesting challenge, but also to manifesting full stop, is to go step by step by step and work towards each next level because, you know, that's how you get there. You can't go from zero to 100 in one second. Right, exactly. So, Miss Storm, I have your chart in front of me. What would you like to know today? I just want you to tell me whatever comes to your mind. All right. Okay. Well, one thing that has already come to my mind while looking at your chart is that you have your son nearly on Saturn. So that makes you very strong. Hopefully you sound extremely positive, so that's good because Saturn can be a bit of a downer. Uh, but it can make you very strong and resilient, a good teacher, uh, and, and someone that people can really rely upon and depend upon. So there's that. Also, you have your moon conjunct Mercury suggesting that you are, that's probably also where your good communication skills that we can all hear right now come from. Um, and you also need to talk things through. You like to use your brain. You like to have good conversations. You, you like to have the exchange of ideas. Looking at your chart right now, uh, probably one of the biggest things actually is Neptune on your MC, which is uh, funnily enough what we were talking about at the start of our chat about where you live. So if you have any like confusion about where to live, that is because Neptune is on your MC, although you sound like you're pretty sure about where you are and you sound pretty happy about where you are. Um Let's have a look. What else? What else? Um, let me see. Uh, actually, you know what? With your with your where to live, actually, don't worry too much about what I just said. I've just seen something else in the chart which completely mitigates that. So, so maybe you know exactly okay. where you want to live, and that's all completely fine. Um, I'm just just give me one second. I'm trying to. Oops, I'm just adding two more things to your chart while I'm looking. Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, you're you're good for uh, for where you are. Don't feel, don't don't let me make you think you should be questioning where you live because, in fact, it's all good. When I look at the fact you've just had the North Node going over there and the Moon's heading there. All right, what else? What else? So, let me see. Jupiter's in your second house, about to conjoin Neptune. So. 
in terms of money, a very good time to be thinking, how can I make more money? What would inspire me in order to make more money? And uh, that's about it for now. What do you think, Storm? Did I confuse you with that house thing? Um, no, just a little bit, but then I, I got it. Um, but what's interesting <laughs> is that I am trying to find a side hustle right now. So I've started to ah. take a um, crystal healing course. Yes. Who are you doing that with? Um, up, up, upscale. Oh, okay. I know that my lovely friend Kyle Gray does a crystal therapy certification course. You could always look him up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He does some kind of crystal certification thing. I know that for a start. Um, yeah, I mean, basically anything that's going to be about healing or inspiration or the divine or the cosmic, all that is going to really suit you really well uh, work-wise at the moment. But the other thing to to know in your chart right now is that even though, um, even though your career is important, home and family and your home and your family are going to bring you greater happiness at the moment yes oh my goodness I'm definitely a homemaker and my wife is the one who goes out to work and I take care of the animals and the house and dinner and I love that I absolutely yeah, love that but I just find a little something on the side that I also well, a really little side hustle that inspires people like crystals or healing would be great for you right now so go yeah. for it yes I love it so can Thank I draw you so your much. chart? Yes, please. All right. Just for general guidance, okay? Okay. What is your message from the cosmos? Or should we ask about what do you need to know about setting up the side hustle with crystals? Um, no, just ask. Yeah, that's fine. Ah, okay. So you got... Reflect on your priorities. So Ooh. I think that means what matters the most to you, that's where you need to put your energy. Okay. All that right. Very informative. Yes, thank you so much. I've always wanted to speak to you. I think you're awesome. Oh, thanks, Storm. I think you're awesome. So I'm going to speak to you in the sun, moon, and stars as well, by the sounds of it. Yes, absolutely. All right, madame. Well, thank you for calling in. Thank you. All right. So let me just explain something here that I was mentioning just then to Storm. Whoa, goodness, which is kind of important to everyone. Sorry, I just dropped a few cards there. Um, actually, on the 12th of April, which is I'm pretty sure my last show is next week. That's the 11th of April. Hang on, I'm just picking up all the stuff that I dropped. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it, it's something I'll talk about next week in the last show ever until I transfer it over to my podcast. Um, but basically we are in a period leading up to this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Now, this is a really big astrological thing. So um, it's really a time to think about what inspires me, what uplifts me, and how can I get more of that in my life? 
Okay, it's really something to think about as we move towards the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I will mention it again next week, uh, but um, just to start thinking about it now, it really won't hurt. Okay, I'm going to take another call. We had Storm from New York, and now let's go to Linda in Los Angeles, or at least Linda who was born in Los Angeles. Are you there, Linda? Yes, I am. Uh, and so tell me, are you still in L.A. or have you left and gone somewhere else like the previous caller? Uh, I've been all over the place, but I'm back in California about, I'm not really in Los Angeles, but I'm with the suburban sprawl, you might consider it that. <laughs> Where are you? What's it called? It's called Lake Elsinore. I'm actually by a body of water, which is awesome for me. Oh, wow. I'm going to look at your chart, but just tell me again how you say it. Lake what? Elsinore. It's, um, you want me to spell it? Yeah. E-L-S-I-N-O-R-E. -E. All right. Got it. Lake Elsinore. It's a city in western Riverside County, California. So just a little bit of geography when you get along with your astrology. Doesn't hurt, does okay. it? Let's have a look. Oh yes, well it's out. It's quite a far away. How long does it take to get to LA? Uh, well, it depends on what part of LA. Um, yes. LA County? I don't know. Uh, Thirty, forty minutes. Right. Depending on traffic, of course. Amazing. Looks amazing. Okay, so what can I tell you about your chart today, Linda? Now that I've worked out where you live on the map on Google Maps. You are uh, a Scorpio with Taurus rising and a Cancerian moon. Yeah. What would you like to know? I would like to know pretty much how to navigate the next six months. Um, I've been diagnosed with cancer again, um, number two, and um, everything's Sorry. going well. I just, you know, it's just one of those things where you'll wonder. All right, let's have a look. Okay, so let's start off by saying that right now you have the sun in your 12th house uh, for another two weeks. So it's going to, this is the dark before the dawn, okay? It's going to be two weeks where you have to process all this stuff. Um, but it's going to get easier once the sun moves into Taurus uh, in about two weeks' time, okay? I'm very sorry okay. that you're going through by the way um, well one of one of the things that I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt um one of the things that i wonder about is you know i've always believed that um we all have lessons and i don't think i learned the lesson the first time what do you think and the I'm lesson my brain um you know life lesson i don't know it, it just it just feels kind of weird i'm thinking um there, there, there was a lesson in the first episode that maybe i didn't learn all the way so I have to repeat it. Can you tell us what the lesson is or is it too private? I don't know what the lesson is. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. So if you had to look back and think what was the lesson, what, what would you see? Um, I think it's more um, being more aware, uh, present, and, um, you know, really mending family issues and um, letting everybody I know that I love that I love them. And I'm doing so, that this time. I mean, I did it last time, but 
it kind of fell off after I got better. What, telling people how much you care about them or sorting no, out family issues to... or both? I'm just trying to help you get to the lesson. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's like um, I feel stuck, you know, and it, it's just trying to find um, the way forward that's, that's, that I'm supposed to do. And sometimes it goes into what my purpose is, and um, it's... Um, I don't know, just a lot of weird stuff going on in my brain. Mm. Have you read Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Life? I have read parts of it, and I did look up the part about breast cancer, um, and that's where I started thinking about the life lessons and, you know, did I learn or did I, did I not learn enough or whatever. But um, I should probably read the whole book, huh? <laughs> Yeah, read the whole book. It's an amazing book. It sold something like, I don't know, I think it sold like 20 million copies or something unbelievable. So, you know, if there's a reason why that book has sold so well for so long, it's because there's nothing else like it. And it's like she right. just channeled all this information and she just got to the heart of it. Also, another book I would highly recommend that you read is Dying to Be Me by Anita Borjani. Have you, have you read that one? No, I've not. And um, I've, I've uh, heard a couple of podcasts by her, and it was um, – I procrastinate a lot. It's one on my list. I just haven't done it, although I would think with the time I've got on my hands now, I should. So I'll, I'll – I will. Really you really will do yourself a favor if you do it. And the other thing is as well is that, you know, like if you don't look after yourself, maybe this is one of the lessons, Linda, you know, if you can't even make time for yourself to read these books which are going to help you, then that's a problem. Right. So yes. maybe part of the lesson is making time for yourself, looking after yourself, putting yourself first. Well, this time I am. Yes, I am. But then you don't just stop oh. as soon as you get better. That's right. And I think that might have been my problem because, you know, I just got I got sidetracked by, um, ooh, you know, shiny things and I can do this now and I can do that now and uh, just kind of got caught up in who, that stuff. Who do you spend your time? What, what do you spend your time doing or who do you spend your time looking after? Um, now, um, I just have a puppy and, um, she's been my lifeline. Um, the first time my husband was, doing? excuse me, what are you, sorry, what were you going to say the first time? What you had someone else to look after? Did you? Yes, it was my husband. He, he was diagnosed with cancer about the same time I was and, um, I survived and he didn't. So, um, I was taking care of him as well. And what do you spend your time doing when you're not reading these books that could help you, for example? <laughs> Actually, um, I just went through a cycle of chemo. I mean, the, you know, this, 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 the, I'm waiting for a surgery date. And um, so things, like I said, things are moving along. But uh, actually, like I said, I, I feel stuck. I just Some days I just don't want to do anything. It's really hard to get up off the couch. I mean, I take care of my dog and take her for walks when I feel like it. And... Um, you know, it's just been a lot of um, not pleasant stuff. 
Yeah, I bet. So I drew you a card. Do you want to know your card? Oh, please, yes. It's a really beautiful card. You got Know You Are Loved. I do. I do know. You know, and that's so important at a time like this because love is obviously healing. Sure. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of love around you. Open your heart and be loving. Get involved with people you like or even love. If you want a new friend, you're on the right track. Um, okay. And you can work with Archangel Jophiel. You okay. like to work with angels. Okay. I'm still kind of new to this stuff, so um, a lot of this I've just kind of looked at oh, but I haven't okay. done. But it's, well, listen, um, don't worry too much about that. Just know you're loved and okay. reread Heal Your Life and read Dying to Be Me because they are made for you. Okay. You know, Anita Morjani was diagnosed with cancer and was about to die and she had this sort of crazy experience on the other side and she came back and she's she's amazing. She will help you. Well, you know, it, I just I just had a realization um, when you said that, you know, know that you're loved. I know that. The thing is that I have always, always had a problem accepting help and other other people's love. Maybe that's maybe that is the lesson. Yeah, well, maybe that is the lesson. That sounds like a definite possibility to me. Linda, I'm really sorry, but we are literally going, we've got 10 seconds left. So I'm just going to say I'm sending you lots of love. It sounds like you had a breakthrough. So that's something. All right. Yes. So, and thank you. Love to thank you. Thank you so much. And all the best. Okay. Let us know how you go. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.